Hey, I'm Mary Winter. I'm Kelsey Merriam. I'm Alexis Jackson. I'm Jen Lee. And I'm Emily Payton. And we are Rack Focus, the podcast about women in production. Today's episode is Boss Babes, and we are talking about female-run production companies. Yeah. Anybody have any favorites? I, I think we should talk about the OG, who is Oprah. The woman crush? The woman crush. Okay. Because she had her own, she like, has, way. She has own. She has own. She yeah, has exactly. Own. <laughs> <laughs> She's been killing it for years. Um, Oprah's one of those people that I never really realized I was such a big fan of. And if I feel like if I feel like if she were to come across my path, I would just start crying. I would just be I feel like so, a lot of people have that reaction. I, yeah, I just she's just one of those. She's I feel like she's my mother, and I don't know why. And it, she's just always been there for me without me even knowing. You Did know, she get you a car. I wish that would be incredible. But that moment, that's in, that's so good. Actually, did you see? So lately, Oprah um, has been in the limelight for Wrinkle in Time, of course. But also, uh, Trump called her out for her speech at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. and he was like, some, he said something along the lines of like, "You'll be exposed if you run to," and basically just said she was a yeah, big. And he phony called her insecure. Insecure, yes. <laughs> Oprah's the least insecure yeah. person ever on this planet. But um, she went on to, I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon, one of those, and uh, they asked her, like, why didn't you, did you not think about tweeting him back? And she was like, no, I'm not going to waste my time with them. That's ridiculous. She's not insecure enough to have to tweet him back. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. One of my favorite leading ladies in Hollywood uh, is Drew Barrymore because mm-hmm. she's been doing this for a while. One of, I love Whip It. If you guys haven't seen mm-hmm. Whip It, Whip It is yeah. fantastic. Flower so. Productions. Flower Productions, yep. yeah. And a lot of, and that's another thing too, I've noticed a lot of these female-run um, production companies, they do kind of have feminine, quote-unquote, names, like Flower Productions. Right. There's Blossom Productions with mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's and... Um, I kind of like that. Like at first I was like, why are we doing this like flower power thing? Like that's just like continuing that stereotype that, you know, girls are frilly, I guess. Yeah, but she's into it. But yeah, exactly. And that's why I think it's okay to to do that and to show, you know, if that's what makes you feel more like a woman, you know, if you like flowers and you like the girly things, I think you should be able to do that and Absolutely. and rock that. And I, I really like that now about a lot of these female-led production company. And she's kept that as a brand across her branding mm-hmm. for everything. Like Absolutely. her book was named the same kind of thing. Her, I think she's got a skincare line that's or a makeup line that's the same type of thing. And it's very um, obvious. Which is helpful. It's yeah. very obvious that that is probably a woman-run production mm-hmm. company, and I think yeah. that's intentional. Yeah. She did Charlie's Angels, too, and mm-hmm. Never Been Kissed. Which, which is I didn't know that movie. was them. Um, which was a great movie. Uh, Elizabeth Banks has Brownstone Productions. And they did Pitch Perfect and all that stuff. Yes. She's hysterical in everything, nice. um, which is wonderful. Uh, there's a bunch that I'm going to list off. It's by no means all of them. But um, when I was looking into this, I found out a lot of actresses actually have their hands in a lot of these production companies. They don't all own them, um, but most of them have uh, high-ranking positions in these production companies. And I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah has Harpo Productions. Uh, Alicia Vikander, I think that's how you say her name, is Vicarious Productions. Uh, Denver and Delilah is Charlene Theron's. They did a- Atomic Blonde. Which was awesome because Atomic Blonde was like a Bond, a James Bond right. for women. Exactly. That was awesome. Um, 
And Drew Barrymore has Flower. Elizabeth Banks does Brownstone. Unbelievable Entertainment is Eva Longoria, or Unbelievable, I guess. Because it's the capital E-V-A, like her name, um, which is adorable. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt did Fedora Films. I did not know this. They did The Client List, and they did uh, Ghost Whisperer. So she, both of those that were, I mean, she, like, starred in both of those shows, and those were her production company, which is pretty cool. Uh, Carrie Washington uh, for Simpson Street. Uh, did A Perfect Mother and a couple other stuff. Lisa Kudrow, who I didn't know uh, was behind the scenes all that much, is or isn't entertainment. Is that That's uh, Lisa Kudrow's. Love me some Phoebe. Maisie Williams has yeah, that, Daisy I Chain Productions, which I, didn't, I did not see that coming because she's so young. Yeah. Daisy um, Chain, which I And they're name. specifically working with uh, younger uh, actors, mm-hmm. which is great because that's obviously needed. Um and that's, you know, a whole – that's a whole thing that we should be, <laughs> like, focusing more on yeah. is actually representing, you know, younger people and not maybe have them as adults like we did in the 90s. Exactly. Buffy the Vampire I mean, was like, 30. <laughs> it worked for uh, Drew Barrymore, though. Yeah, it did. But it did. she did have some rough times growing oh, up absolutely. in Hollywood yeah. like that. Uh, who else? Margot Robbie did Lucky Chap Entertainment. They, they did, did Itania. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman, who I didn't know, uh, did this Handsome Charlie. They did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I love Natalie Portman so much. I like Natalie Portman. She's adorable. Um, she's adorable, I guess. She's so I don't know cool. Why. She's, she's just like she the did. coolest girl. Natalie Portman. She's the like one is the girl that I want to grow up to be. She's yes. just like <laughs> the coolest girl. I agree. She was in Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. Oh my god, I love, and that, I love movie. that movie so much. I really love Natalie Portman in that movie because I looked up to her. I was like, oh, this is this is so me. Because like having somebody who's been writing for years and who, you know, everybody is looking for this person who's, you know, like gonna have this symphony or whatever, and then she can't, and she's like having a hard time living up to what people expected her to be when she was younger. Totally up my alley. Loved that. Um, who else do we have? I mean, we have so many people. Queen Latifah, Flavor Unit Entertainment. She did Scream and Beauty Shop. And yeah, yeah. Um, which is great because they're getting way more stuff out. And they've been they've been active since 95. Yeah, is, she's I, been, that's well, a lot longer than I expected it to be. I didn't realize she had been doing that for that long. Um, Reese Witherspoon has Type A Productions, which is really cool. They did Gone Girl and Big Little Liars. I loved Gone Girl so much. Um, Rose Byrne did the Dollhouse or has the Dollhouse. Um, Selma Hayek, who I also didn't know was doing stuff, had uh, Ventana Rosa Productions. They did Ugly Betty, yeah, which I, didn't I know also that. love because it's a girl from Queens, <laughs> which I am also from Queens. So of course I love that, um, and that's been around since '99, which. Hadn't heard of it. I think a lot of these, um, I just we just don't talk about it, which is well. I think in the industry too, production companies themselves like there's a few leading ones, but a lot Mm -hmm. of these young ones, these are not young ones, but just smaller, smaller ones. You don't really there's not a lot of representation for them in general anyway. Right. So you throw in the component of like being a woman and maybe not having all the freedom Mm -hmm. until recently, maybe you know a little bit more now, but. People didn't know, didn't know about these. Right. Exactly. Um, 
There's also Sandra Bullock had one, which I didn't know, Fortis Films. They did Practical Magic and Miss Congeniality and Hope Floats. I loved Practical Magic. And I realized after I looked this up, I was like, oh, that's why they got the sister thing right. Like they got two different generations of sisters right. And I was like, oh, that's just so refreshing. Like when I first watched it, I was younger and I didn't realize that that's a thing that I had been missing, I guess. Yeah. And it totally worked. And I was like, yes, this is this is why I loved that movie so much, because they got it right, because a lot of females were involved, which is cool. Um, Viola Davis has Juvie Productions. Ava DuVernay has Array. Halle Berry has 606. I did not realize. X-Tant, I didn't know that was her. That's her. She oh. did Extant, which um, my husband was, like, making fun of me for watching. I thought it was the coolest thing. And he was just like, this is not that great. And I... But I love not that great stuff anyway. But it's, I mean, it's Halle Berry. It was like, it's just, it was, it's sci-fi and it's Halle Berry. Like, of course I was going to love that. There's oh, yeah. no way I wasn't going to love that. She's a scientist who's, she's an astronaut. I mean, like, that was such a cool concept. Um, and I think it was, I, I don't think it got as much stuff as it should have. Like, I think people, <laughs> I think people would have loved Extant if they gave it a chance. <laughs> Says but Mary, that's just says me. That's me. I, into Boss Baby. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. I actually haven't seen it. I probably would be in it. Yeah. I, I love bad movies and bad stuff. Like all the stuff I like is just bad. I love smut novels. <laughs> I love that they're so bad and I think they're great. I they're know, so I love entertaining. That you love those. It's okay. So I wonderful. love really poorly, uh, poor quality shark attack films. The the less money they had in production, <laughs> so the better. Oh so my gosh, I love it. I love all the sharks. All those like three headed shark attack. Oh, oh yeah, the shark octopus. Oh yeah, you know. Oh that, my that's gosh, shark octopus. Shark octopus. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I just I just binged them all. They all blur together now. I got to work with the guys who did Sharknado oh when I was God. at XCTC. Oh, no. it was tell them they were brilliant. Nuts. They're awesome. Absolutely cool dudes. Like they they did all of like our 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 fake makeup for like oh, they were okay. making guys look like <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was it was a really interesting experience. I love that Sharknado's cool. celebrity uh, endorsement was Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't done anything in a while. <laughs> she hadn't done anything. Bring her back. I mean, it was basically like nine oh two one oh and <laughs> yeah. sharks like and sharks flying sharks, which of course I loved. <laughs> exactly. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, so Charlize Theron's company also did Mindhunter. Yeah. Which oh, wow. is That's right. very interesting because it's not really – there is a female lead, but she's not the lead of the show. But her character is um, – she's a young college student who's very driven um, – and has like this idea of who she is and owns her sexuality and that's all that's that's awesome and then chooses well I don't spoiler alert I don't know if anyone cares but um, it's, she it's chooses a great show I probably it's won't a, watch it. yeah right it's fantastic it's one it's one of the best shows on Netflix you'll hate it um, <laughs> I won't hate it I just <laughs> watch Boss Baby instead I'd watch, watch Boss, Boss Baby instead <laughs> but you know she decides that she wants to live her own life instead of chasing after this. Guy and the whole, the whole point of the show is um, her love interest, who the show's really catered around. I know I'm making it seem like she's the center of the show, but uh, I just thought her portrayal was interesting. But it's very compelling, and it's the main people in it are men, and it's awesome that you know she was able to get into that role too and tell that story instead of doing things like like it's great if you're a female production company or female based production company and you do all these movies and shows about women. 
but it's almost like you have to be a female production company to get Whip It out, which I right. guess you did. But like, it shouldn't be that way. It should be like you have a story you want to tell. Let's talk about it. Let's actually, let's actually do that then. And I think something that's really big in all of these production companies is that they do typically have female roles that are well thought out. They're just they're not just that. You know, that dumb secretary or, Megan you know. Fox and Transformers. Oh, God. Well, they're more likely to have, like, female writers and things like that. Like, there's, um, actually, I have some statistics that show how often when a film has, you know, one female director or, for example, when you have a female-run production company, they're a lot more likely to hire female editors, female writers, female composers, and things like that. And ultimately, that makes for more well-rounded characters and more well-rounded coverage of these people. So actually, those statistics are that on films with at least one female director, um, they have 68, like women make up 68% of writers. And on films where there are exclusively male directors, they make 8% of writers. So that's a pretty that's significant so, difference. Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Mindy Kaling was the only writer on, female writer in The Office for a minute, I believe. Yeah, I, I think Mindy Kaling is wonderful. I think like all her too. stuff has, has been really great. And a lot of her stuff has been female-driven. And actually, even if it's not female-driven, she writes women who are real. Like, she writes actual ladies and stuff, which is it's kind of nice. Um, there's also a couple other production companies that I know of. Uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain, or Chastain? Chastain. Uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Uh-huh. Uh, Freckle Films. Freckle uh, Films? Oh, that's adorable. Are, there She's are two the films in the, work, in the works for oh, them, yeah? which is cool. Zoe Saldana also has Sinistar. Um, she runs it with, I think, her sister, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I might be wrong. But yeah. Um, there are a couple of production companies that were only female, like Rose Byrne, uh, her, The Dollhouse, is exclusively female, um, mm. which I think a lot of people on the internet have a problem with, which I find interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, when you think about the amount of productions and films that are completely comprised of men, but nobody right. thinks Nobody's that that's a it. problem. But yeah, nobody, but nobody it, ever has an issue with it. Are they exclusively female by choice or exclusively female because that's just how it went? No, I think that's by like choice. Like they will not hire men. Well, no. So the thing is, is that uh, with any industry, you've got this situation where people will bring up... Uh, people who remind themselves of, of, like, a younger version of themselves. So, like, a lot of the times with these female-led production companies, yes, they hire more women because they are led by women. And that is so important because, like, with a lot of companies, if they're led by men and they're led by, like, 100% men, mm-hmm. like, it's really hard for a woman to get in and then not only get, like, get in, but, like, then getting those quality sort mm-hmm. of, like, roles where, you know, you have a mentor kind of situation going on because, you know, unless you really, like, get along well with the guy who is, is above you, like, it's it's really hard to to get that mentor right. relationship out of somebody that you don't know very well. Right, especially because that mentor relationship, when you're looking at it naturally, because it really, you don't want somebody to come up to you and be like, will you be my mentor? And then, <laughs> exactly. like, have them follow you around all day. Like, that's not how that works. Usually a mentorship happens because... They're just in the same area, and, you know, one person is at a higher point in their career than the other, and they can help them out. And, like, and, and you it's just so naturally important. gel. And exactly. Like that's that's how that's how it goes well. Exactly. And a lot of it is hanging out with them. Yeah. Like, going to lunches or doing whatever, and that's a lot. 
it's kind of still frowned upon for men and women to go and do that stuff. Exactly. People will still look at that and go, oh, well, yeah. are they banging? I don't know. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. Why is that the thing? You know, like. Well, and even to go further into that point, a lot of times there are girls who think that's the way to get into the industry. And if you don't think that's the way to get into the industry, there are men who just see that that's probably what you're trying to do when it's right. not. Or that's right. what yes. they're trying to and do. That's what you know what I mean? Like you have sometimes like men in a higher position and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, that girl's hot. I'm going to pretend that I want to be her mentor, but really I'm going to try to get her drunk and get her back to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. Oh, those guys. Yeah. That's not wonderful. Like um, Louis C.K. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I have a cold. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, can We'll get you some lozenges. Can we talk really quick about Lean Machine and uh, Rachel Does Stuff? Yes. So Lean Machine is like the, uh, the main production company, but Rachel Does Stuff is Rachel Bloom's production company that she just sort of started oh, out of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. And I love Rachel Bloom. She is so funny. Like uh, and like her sh- and and so Crazy Ex Girlfriend is such a a well rounded show because there are so many women on the production. There's so many women writers and like everybody is just like and it's really, about a female lead who's it is. real. Like she's she very so she has real. a song about heavy boobs because that's a thing women think of. Oh my you god! Know? Like all the music in it is so on point and great. Yes, but. I just wanted to give some love to Crazy Ex Girlfriend because uh, it is yeah. Rachel probably Bloom is great. one of my favorite and things. very very funny. Females that are funny oh, are funny a thing. They, exi- they exist. You had hoo ha ha. Elizabeth Banks uh, does hoo ha ha, and I believe that's Web for now. Um, but that's just a highlight of female comedians, which is wonderful. They have things like Abuela. Uh, I almost said Abuela Netflix. It's not that. It's a uh, Abuela uh, Alexa. So it's <laughs> if if Amazon Alexa was an Abuela. So it's things like there's a girl who asks, how do you make rice? And she's like, what? How do you how do you not know how to make rice? You know, like that's something an abuela would say. OK, that works. That's great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I think it's very interesting that people hate on these companies so much. <laughs> um, but I think it kind of just shows, you know, where we're at. I think most production companies that are run by people who aren't crazy really aren't worried because they want they want good content. They don't really, you know, I think it's kind of important to see that. Like most actual production companies do want, I think Wonder Woman proved that pretty well. Oh, my God. Women want to go see these, you know. Like we want to be represented and seen and, and we want to see storylines about us. And I think that's kind of important. Yeah, like according to the motion picture, um, the, the MPAA, I can't remember the um, the letters right now. But the point is that, you know, according to them, women make up like 52% of movie-going audiences, but very often make up a very low percentage of the people that are actually making the films. And so seeing things that like either women can relate to more or feel empowered or inspired by when they see themselves doing something like kicking ass like Wonder Woman instead of being the girl that's just kind of there as a prop for a male-dominated storyline, you know, like that. At the end of the day, production companies want to make money, and, like, that stuff makes money. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know who goes to movies multiple times? Ladies do. Guys do, too. But, I mean, you want me to go multiple times to a movie? Show me somebody who I find interesting or who I can relate to. Or show me someone, yeah, that I can relate to. I don't think it's always, like, about 
Wonder Woman's awesome and kick ass, though that's awesome. But it's about relating to these women that are normal women. You talk about like heavy boobs and like stuff that women go through and have to deal with. Representation matters, and you know, especially when you have like younger girls who are seeing women in movies not be props or mm-hmm. like not just be oh I'm so cute much. and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, like seeing more. For example, with Wrinkle in Time, like seeing a girl that's about their age that's really into science and can compute like physics related stuff at the drop of a dime, you Mm -hmm. know, things like that will potentially make girls like especially young girls be like, oh, well, maybe I could do this or maybe this is the image that I want to create of myself. Well, yeah. And you can be, you know, a super nerd and like science Mm -hmm. and you can be not a super nerd and yeah. still like science. Yes. That's totally fine. Yes. And that's not really something I feel like we grew up with at least. Yeah, no. Um, that was one of those like either you like science and you love science and all you do is science or you don't and you probably wear makeup. Like that was like – but yeah. there are so many people who <laughs> oh, yeah. are – like now we're seeing women who are successful scientists who wear makeup and look cute and do stuff. Like you can be both. It's not an if – or kind of situation. I feel like that was... I love that. that Wear your heels and your lab coat. Yeah. And be okay with it. But but don't... Don't wear your heels in the lab because that's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Or on set. (laughs) Yeah, or on set. But yeah, um, so our next segment is Things We Hate, which we brought up the Ghostbusters remake. Gender-bending remakes is apparently something we hate, or at least some of us do. Yeah. I don't agree, but that's... I... I really liked Ghostbusters. I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> but I also looked at it as, like, not... I, I I was able to take it away from its, like, original films and be like, right. this is a separate thing. This is a different thing. This mm-hmm. is completely different and separate. so much hate. And, like, I so think if you quick. take it as a separate thing, it's, like, so cool. Like, so cool. Yeah, but it's not a separate thing. But it's the Ghostbusters remake. And I get what you're saying. And I think I think that's accurate. Had it not been tied to Ghostbusters, maybe it wouldn't have felt... I mean, I, I chuckled. I thought it was funny. I definitely laughed. But in my eyes, they were like, we need to remake Ghostbusters. Oh, we should do an all-female cast. Oh, everyone will love it. It's all girls. And it just felt like checkboxes instead of... Yeah. I them trying to just do female cast. I feel like a lot of these things, like they're doing a lot of gender bending. It's kind of a thing right now. It's like, oh, all these gender bending remakes. And it's kind of like, just make a new movie. Right. <laughs> but because they can't write women that are good, they just figure they can take male roles and Ridiculous. gender bend them and make them good. Yeah, all I think these women production companies. It's less of a, oh, no, don't make a movie with all women. It's more just make new movies. Like, I'm tired of remakes in the first place. It's just I don't want to see a remake with all women this time. It's just make a new movie with women. Don't don't remake an old one. Yeah. I think that there is a good thing about these remakes is that it does flip the script. So when you see something like a secretary who can't do anything and all guys get pissed off about it they're like oh my god that secretary was so dumb why would they have this character there i'm like that's what i've been saying for years about all the female secretaries i loved that part of the movie i felt like it was such a great representation of like all of the things that we've been dealing with are you frustrated by that yeah that's frustrating to see the only man in a movie who's you know the dumbest thing on earth yeah that's i i totally get you i feel you i get it It oh but at least you're pretty Exactly. Oh my God, that is my. 
<laughs> like it had its problems, and I saw it a long time ago in the theaters, and like I haven't rewatched it since. So it's not like one of my favorite movies, and I'm not like funny. claiming diehard like fandom over it. I'm just this saying is the that best I, I feel like it got a lot of hate, and I feel like the hate was all unnecessary. I agree. And like it's because like Nickelback. to me, it didn't feel like <laughs> a remake. <laughs> It didn't feel like a remake. And, like, I thought the girls were funny and believable and relatable. Like, I loved Kate McKinnon's, like, yes. uh, oh, she's character. Oh she yeah. is so funny. Cool. And she, she was so cool. And she was yeah. really... She's fearless I'm, with her comedy, and I'm I respect like, that. I, I love her to death. And, and I loved what happened with those characters yes. and those people after the movie. Because yes. I think it was really cool to see little girls dressing up as Ghostbusters. Where, like, when Ghostbusters came out when I was a oh, kid, yeah. it, was all I would, it would not have been a thing that I could do. Like, yeah. I, I'm I, sure my mom would have bought me a Ghostbusters outfit if I really wanted one. But I would never have had the guts to be like, I want to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween. Like, I was just like, no, I'll be a princess because I don't want to get made fun of in school, you know? Like, But now these girls are, like, actually wearing it. They're seeing somebody there. And I think that is important, especially... When you're looking at stuff that's A, comedy, and B, a little more sci-fi-ish, I think that's kind of important because those are two things that a lot of people That's what I like about what Star Wars is doing. It's all female leads right now. The story, a lot of the main characters that you're seeing in in Battlefront 2, it's a female lead Mm -hmm. of of color. And then you have uh, Rey, you have Jen Erso, which... She yeah. was. She, she had no character. She, yeah. I'm a rebel, but I'm going to do everything right. Okay. Um, so I mean, you have Star Wars has taken Disney and or Disney has taken Star Wars and has tried to cater more to that and to try and get these little girls into this. I mean, I always was, but like you know, I'm. I I think they're seeing their market because there are a lot of women who were into Star Wars for a long time. There's so many women into sci-fi, and they really do need to start catering to that market. And And not as the hot alien that shows up and has sex with the lead. Like, not that way at all. So some of the other gender-bending remakes that they're coming out with, Ocean's 8. Uh, which I'm uh, kind of okay with that one. I'm because excited think, about that one. I think, I it's think it's they're going to do that right. They're going to write those women correctly. Because I also think that she's not, it's not really a remake. I think they said something about in the family. So right. she's like right. his sister or something. So right. it's like, it's, it's not really. Adult. And there are a lot of those yeah. happening. So it's like, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Oceans movies, there are just so many of them and they're all like so good. They're all great. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all just really cool. Everybody loves a heist. I don't if it was Oceans 11 remake, then it'd be different. But because yeah. it's an add-on, I'm cool yes. with it. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Add-on's it, cool. Yeah. yeah. And they did have females that were heisting in Ocean's Eleven franchise, like uh, Matt Damon's character's mom. Yeah, there were uh, there, there were, were women doing that. Yeah. Um, not a lot of them, but they were there. That's helpful. I think that's important. Okay, so for our last segment, we're going to talk about recommendations, and this week's recommendation is Black Panther. Thoughts? It's amazing. I went to go see it again last night. Yeah? Yeah. I'll probably go at least one more time in theaters. All those ladies that are different is so wonderful. So many different, so many different characters that you can like, if you're not the smart girl, that's okay. You can be the other girl. You know, like you could be the badass girl. Or you can, yeah, exactly. You have women that are warriors. You have women that are scientists. Like you have all these different 
roles that women are playing. And it's kind of like you were saying, like yeah. being able to. It's like women can do all of those things. Yeah. And have different personalities. Right. And they're not Amazing. just like the hot alien that shows. I mean, it's not an alien yeah. film, but because right. it's no, Marvel, exactly. it still has like a bit of a, you know, they're fantasy or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like well, they're not just the hot one that pops up and has sex right. with somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed things. Black yeah. Panther for that very reason. There were so many varied female characters. They weren't just all warriors or all one thing or all the other. They were all different because they're people yeah. at the end of the day. Right. And you have things <laughs> Your like- female character is a character. It's the same She's as any other character. It's a person. You have <laughs> characters like the women in Black Panther and some of these, you know, stronger female leads that are giving us, there's a trend right now going around. I've seen it on several t-shirts and hats and all this stuff and I hate it. It's my least favorite thing I've ever seen in the entire world. It's a trend where it's like a t-shirt and written across my tits are girls can do anything. The fuck I know I can do anything. I don't need a t-shirt to tell me that I can do anything. I need to see these positive role models that are starting to be out there that prove that they can do it. Maybe I can do it. And, like, of course I can. And that doesn't because mean I'm a person. taking away all the sexy roles because I think that some women want to be oh, sexy sexual roles. Empowerment. And that's fine. Go for I'm it. All Absolutely. For that. If yeah. you want your tits out, let them out. But don't let them out because someone, someone told, you, told to. you to. Or because that's the only thing you're there for. Like, if you're going to have your tits out, I want you to be able to do a math problem or something. <laughs> I want you to be able to Same do a time. math problem. <laughs> oh, my God. All sex scenes from now on, there's got to be math involved. <laughs> do the math. I feel like Black Panther was one of the first. There's been a lot of Marvel films, so mm -hmm. I, could, I could technically yeah. be wrong about this. But I guess Peggy from Captain America, is that her name? Peggy? She's okay, too. Um, but Black Panther had, like, out of the Marvel films, the badass women. It wasn't like yeah. Aunt May was the hot Aunt <laughs> right. May. And, like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. all these, oh, all these girls. Oh, my God, hot Aunt May. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow still got captured a bunch. Like, right. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was, like, the first of the Marvel films to be like, no, you're, you're equal. It, it's, you can, you're not just the assistant. I loved, I loved that she kept turning him down. Spoilers. She keeps turning him down. That, I love that though. Because that is, I mean, that's real. That's realistic. It's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle down with you because I got shit to do. And I was like, totally get that. I like you. Automatically. That's the thing. How many women get captured in this film? I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! They should make a website like the yeah. that does the dog die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. that's a very important website. The, that's a very important so website. Does the, dog like, is, does the dog die? Does the girl get captured? Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna watch it. It's true. Yeah. I or love... none of them say I don't know what to do. What is that? What is that? The test that it's like. Do women in the movie talk to each other about, about something men. other than men? It's the yeah. um, what, is what is that is it called? called? Bechdel test? Yes, I think that's it. I think that's it. it. Bechdel test. Do yeah. they? Is there more than one woman on screen at one at, at one time? Talking and are to, they yeah. and talking to each other? And are they talking about men? Because mm -hmm. if they or are, or something related to a man, right. they have to, to be man. talking about something. Else. It's, it's insane how many passes. movies actually fail that test. Like so there's many. never a girl talking about anything other than Bob said this. Yeah. And or, there are like yeah. all kinds of statistics that show that like women talk way less in films than men just across the board. Right. And when they are talking, yeah, they're talking about men. Ooh. Or like their period cramps. 
<laughs> like, could we not that's get all, a little more elaborate in the writer's room here? Like, Well, to be honest, in real life, how often do you talk about your period cramps? Because Once a month. I probably <laughs> talk about it. I don't talk about it Sometimes otherwise. more if everybody in the office isn't synced up. It's like... <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> now everybody knows so much about us. Once a month. Um, so a quick Google has uh, shown that the uh, Black, uh, Black Panther did pass three out of three for the Bechdel test. Nice. Yep. So um, it, has, it, it, it has at least uh, two named women in it. And second test is they talk to each other. And uh, three, about something besides a man. Yep. Nice. Yay. I enjoy that. Yes. So Black Panther, go watch it. So Wonderful good. movie. Absolutely fabulous. And their textiles are so good. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like it was like, it was just great that they just had so many so many women like it, be, even behind the scenes like not yes. not just like in Watching front of the, the camera. Credits, the credits were really the inspiring. Coming now is very very inspiring. Being someone who is behind the camera and and helping out with that is very nice. I did the same thing for Wonder Woman. I was like, "Oh my god, there's so many girl names up there." And then having Rachel Morrison DP that because like very often like having a woman at the helm of the camera and lighting department on a big action film like that, like an expensive, like high budget action film, mm -hmm. that's a really big deal. Oh, like, that's not a thing that it happens that very happen. often. What? Women don't DP. <laughs> Women, you know, the cameras are too heavy. They're so heavy. For them. You can't have a woman do that. And plus, their boobs get in the way of the camera equipment. Oh, sometimes though. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I'm another, just saying that's your camera topic. equipment gets in the way of my boots. Exactly. That's a better way to say that. Because if we had stuff that came across your waist, you wouldn't have it in people's balls way. <laughs> and you wouldn't say, oh, well, their balls get in the way of that, so they can't do it. You know what yeah. I mean? You would say, oh, well, let's make it different so that it can fit. That's how that would work if it was guys. Your equipment gets in the way of my boobs. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Rack Focused. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rack Focused is brought to you by ECG Productions. Our intro is The Pink Everland Sky by Ladyland. Special thanks to our producer, Joe DeCasola, and our editor, Kelsey Merriam. Follow us on Instagram at Rack Focused Podcast. You can find our show notes at ecgprod.com slash blog slash rackfocused1.